This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by Grizz basketball coach, Travis DeCure. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Appreciate you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, So my first question is always kind of what got you into coaching? <laughs> my high school coach. Um, I graduated from college in 94, returned home, uh, trying to join the workforce in a lot of different areas. Uh, worked a camp in the summer. And uh, my my coach just kind of recruited me to take over his, his freshman high school team and never looked back after that. That's awesome. So then what does it mean to coach at the University of Montana where you went to school? A lot. Um, you know, it, it kind of speaks to um, the experience that I had while I was here, for one. Um, two, it was my former coach that brought me to the college level, Blaine Taylor, uh, while he was the head coach at Old Dominion. Um, so that kind of speaks to his experience with me as a player. And he had a chance to observe me coaching a team at a junior college event. Uh, but but anytime you get a chance to return to a place where you've had success, you've experienced tradition, is always going to be a huge opportunity for anyone. For sure. So then now talk to me about you said tradition, you know, the culture of Missoula as a player and now as a coach. Well, you know, there's a lot of college towns in the country, right? Um, when you get west of the Mississippi, sometimes you you find that in a lot of communities, athletics don't really matter that much in terms of people showing up, supporting, getting behind. There's, there's just a lot of other things to invest your time and, and your money in on the west. And so Montana, Missoula, Montana is one of the few college towns that supports uh, athletics along with academics and the combinations healthy for a student athlete uh, that, that is, you know, wants to be a part of success. And this is one of the few places where it's been sustained. I experienced it in the nineties and now it's 2022 going into 2023 and uh, it's grown stronger. For sure. So I see those big sky uh, tournament championships in the background there. What does it mean to win those? Um, you know, fortunately for me, I, I was able to to experience it as a as a player. Um, and and so when we work every day and and pursue excellence with our teams, um, I want my my players to experience that feeling, right? I want it for them as much as, as, as I want it for anyone else. Um, it's hard to get, it's hard to achieve. So when, when you're able to experience those things, um, you got to garner the moment and then try to reinvent it. Right. And, right. and so th those trophies behind me are really just an example of um, the number of times we've achieved the goals that we put in front of us, but also a reminder of how hard it is to, to get there when you, 
when you have those seasons that you don't quite make it. For sure. So talk to me a little bit about the strength of the Big Sky Conference from top to bottom in men's basketball. In terms of just, just, you know, how hard is it to make it to the top of the conference when year in and year out, all the teams are very good? Yeah, you know, 2015, I spoke to this a little bit in, in terms of, I think sometimes there's some luck involved. Um, you know, ball's got to bounce your way. Whistle's got to blow your way. But more importantly, health, right? right. Mental, physical health um, will determine the outcome of any season. And, and so physically uh, making it through all 30, 31 games before you get to a conference tournament. And then mentally, the, the toughness and playing through adversity and sticking together and handling the roller coaster ride that presents itself. Um, not every team is built for that. And and you don't know that until you get there, right? When, when March right. hit, you know whether you 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 have a group of individuals that will stick together and, and can fight the fight. So it, it's hard to do. And and like I said, it, it takes some luck, but a lot of it is preparation. I remember my high school coach all week said, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And when you put in the work and you prepare the right way, you're, you're going to be fortunate down the stretch more often than not. For sure. So one thing that has changed in college basketball, well, really all college sports, but college basketball is um, the transfer portal. How have the Grizz used that to help the team? Well, it, it, it's it's not necessarily the transfer portal. I, I think that that's it's, – it's the term that everyone's using to express – or explain or describe the transfer situation that's taking place, but it's really the transfer policies, right? And since COVID, young men, young women haven't had to sit out when they transferred schools a second, a third, a fourth time. So that's the transfer policies. The transfer portal was developed in 2018, which basically is a means of communication. It's a student athlete's way of communicating to the rest of the country that they're available, um, that they're looking for another opportunity where in the past, it was word of mouth. There was nowhere to find a list of student athletes that were transferring. Mm. And that wasn't a problem in 2018, 2019. It's when COVID hit in 2020 that everyone became eligible in that fall. From that point moving on, the transfer situation has is, is become a, a, a major issue that it's been hard for a lot of us to control. And it's been hard to you know hold your student athlete accountable. It's been hard mm. to coach through adversity because it's easy to quit now when you don't have to sit out. Um, and, and that's been a major issue in college athletics. For us, uh, you know, we've always been successful with transfers, but it was the guys that sat out. It was a year of development and, and working on things that maybe led to the difficult adversities that they went through at their prior institutions. And then also an, an opportunity to take a year to teach them to play the way we play basketball. Um, but also increased graduation rates because you had an extra year of school. Now it's more for filling voids um, instantly, right? And, and right. we had some guys walk out the door that um, provided us an opportunity to get better. There were some areas where we weren't strong enough to compete for those championships you asked me about before. Mm -hmm. And so with the, with the transfer situation, we were able to go find um, some graduate transfers, some upperclassmen that have been through the fight a little bit and, and it found ways to be successful in different ways in different places. And so I think we got stronger in that regard. That's awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about the beginning of the year here, because it seems like big sky schools, a lot of times 
will travel and the grids are no exception to that. How do you think these games where you're traveling across the country help your team when you come to big sky play? You know, I remember back in the day when I was growing up, you, you fall down at the park, you'd go home, you'd have a hole in your jeans and mom would pull out a, a little jar called tough skin. You put it on the scar instead of a Band-Aid. Go out and play some more. And for me, when we travel um, to the East Coast or the South, it's a different style of basketball than what we experience out here on the West. It's way more physical, way more athletic. They're bigger, they're stronger. Um, and for me, if we ever want to have success in, in, in the latter part of the year, you, you need to be able to adjust to the way the game is played um at the last minute and and so that's really what that is for us going east going south last year um so we go out we 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 we, we get some scars we get some scratches we come back we put some tough skin on it and then we regroup and and that's where we're at right now so you know i, I think it's an incredible experience for us to be able to travel to places and play against good teams xavier is an example of a team that's picked top two in the big east which is a conference that potentially could have six nc2a tournament teams Right. They won NIT last year. They returned four starters on the NIT championship team. Um, they've they've got a, a a future Hall of Fame coach on the on the sidelines. So it's an experienced team that's going to put you through the ringer early in the year. Um, for us, we found out a lot about ourselves. We recover from a loss. We go out. We play well. We compete. We play together. I thought we were aggressive defensively, and we did some things. We showed growth from one game to the next. Um, now we get some common opponents. Hopefully we can make another jump in terms of our offensive and defensive discipline and executions and uh, be a better basketball team than we were last week. And I, that's the starting point to preparing for a conference race. For sure. So, you know, there's obviously the star players, but who's a player that the average fan maybe doesn't know that you think is going to be a stud for the Grizz this year? That's a tough one. We're still trying to find that out. Right. Um, you, you've got the common names of guys in the returners, right? And, and our fans are very familiar with the Brandon Whitney's, the Josh Bannons of the world in terms of their abilities, offensive and defensively, and some of the big games that they've had. Lonnell Martin's ability to shoot the ball, Josh Vasquez's ability to shoot the ball. I think those are guys that could get hot at any moment. I think those are guys that, with the right opportunities and us playing the right way, potentially could jump up and score a lot of points. Um, so you always look for that. With with the new faces. They come with expectations, right? Uh, right. On shot 40% from three for his career. Deshaun Thomas shot 40% from, from three last year. Um, they both are evolving offensively and, and could be more versatile than what they've shown in the past. Uh, Lalu Oki is, is, is a prolific rebounder and, and can change the game. So, it, it, you know, Jonathan Brown scored a ton of points at the NAIA level. Right now, I think those guys are working to figure out how to fit into how we play and play to their strengths while doing that. And so it's very difficult for me to predict which one of those guys will jump out, right? Jackson Knack is a freshman, is getting some opportunities uh, to compete for real minutes. It will be one of the above, uh, but, but hopefully it, it, we won't know until the end of the year, and hopefully we're getting enough production from all of them. Um, that they all stand out and, and it's not just one, but right now it's just hard to put my thumb on one of them. For sure. So one of the things I kind of like to do with this podcast too, is hopefully help kids that are in the process of recruiting 
gets not get seen, but obviously know how to get seen by colleges. So yeah. with all the different ways of recruiting that you guys do, what are the best ways for kids to get seen by the Grizz? It's all recruiting um, nowadays. Um, the, the the biggest opportunity is always going to be in the summer, the spring and the summer, April, uh, June now for some high schools when if they travel to some of these events. And then in, in, in July, right, because you're you're on the floor with other Division One basketball players and it's an opportunity to be evaluated on the floor against college basketball players. It's very difficult when you're in communities um, that that don't have that type of competition for you to uh, perform against. And, and it was very difficult for, for young men in places like um, Eastern Washington, Idaho, Montana, uh, Wyoming. When you get into rural areas uh, that aren't as populated, there's just not as many college athletes on the floor. So it's very difficult. So I, I've always told you, I mean, I tell them this in metropolitan cities as well, is, is try to play for the most competitive team you can play for in the summer um, and, and, and take advantage of those opportunities to perform. You know, Rhett Reynolds is an example of that. Now, he came to our camp and and performed at our camp and he stood out to us there. And, and that was where we, we offered him a scholarship and followed him. But we didn't see him very much with his high school team. It, it was in the summers um, and, you know, with, with his traveling team. And we got to see him play against um, some high level recruits some national recruits and he held his own. And, and in some instances, outperformed a couple of them. Um, and that by that time we, we knew that there, there was a ton of upside for him. Uh, Mac Anderson, same thing. We we saw Mac Anderson in Mercer Island, Washington, playing in an AAU event with the Montana team, and, and had an opportunity to see him play against some other big kids that you know were potential Division One basketball players, Division Two basketball players, and um, he showed signs of someone that uh, could play at that level, and and so we feel comfortable uh, with, with recruiting those two young men because of those situations. For sure. So then now my final question here for you is you currently are second all time in Grizz wins as a coach. How and the first is Dahlberg, who the arena is named after. How neat is that for you as the head coach? Um, That's a tough one. You know, it, it it's an honor to be able to look back and and and, and see success. In, in my path, right, in terms of um, wins and championships and more importantly, the success of my student athletes, the, the guys that, that graduated and went home with diplomas and moved on to play professional basketball, the ones that moved on and were holding nine to five jobs and starting families. You know, right. I, to me, those those are the numbers um, that I hang on to the most. I, I, I think, you know, I spent a lot of time talking about this coaching tree, the Montana coaching tree and the success that the coaches before me and the success that so many of them had when they moved on to other places and you know for me I've, I've made it a point to stick around and 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 try to lengthen the journey um and and see that maybe some of those same successes that those guys had for moving on could take place here at the University of Montana um so it, it's huge to to be sitting in that spot number two, right? Dahlberg had the job twice, 21 years. Um, so when someone's name is on something, you know, obviously they impacted the community in a lot of ways, more so than just winning basketball games. And I hope that when my time is up, 
um, and, and people look back at the time that I spent here that they reflected on more things than just the wins. For sure. Well, hey, I want to thank you so much for your time this morning and best of luck to the Grizz this football or basketball season, excuse me. And um, yeah, just best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me and uh, have, have a great holiday next week. huh? Yes. Great holiday for the Grizz and Cats for sure. All right. Thank, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.